Anti-Fascist Hour-ish podcast. I'm your host, Original Sin, and you are about to indulge upon episode 5, Dangerous White Lie. So without further ado, let's jump the fuck into it, shall we? I'd like to jump off this episode by asking everyone a question. Have any of you ever heard the saying, Little White Lie? If you've ever watched the movie Forrest Gump, You've heard the saying, or if you grew up in a household that has deep roots to the southern states of the United States of America, you too have heard that saying, little white lie. I grew up with that saying. My father was a sharecropper in East Arkansas. The man never used the N-word once, at least while I was existence on this earth, right? And yet, I grew up with this saying. Oh, it was just a little white lie. Now, it wasn't everyday usage, but I find it fascinating that it is literally embedded into our brains in white America that a little white lie doesn't have as much weight as, say, a person of color who's said a little lie. A little white lie can snowball into many different fucking things real fucking quick. Evolves this idea that my privilege, which I do as a cis white male in the United States of America, have tons of privilege. Somehow, when I say a little lie, it has less weight, less consequences than, say, a person of color who lies about the same fucking thing. It's embedded into our brain. It's embedded into our vernaculars to think that, oh, it's just a little detail I'm not telling the truth about shouldn't hurt anything. Yet, if a person of color does that, say, in a... A narcotics trial. They get they get caught with a certain amount of narcotics. A, the white person will probably get off a lot easier. But if they lie, they still will get off easier. Because if a person of color is caught with any type of narcotics and says the same type of lie, that will get them a minimum of 10 years, if not more. So the scales are not fucking balanced in telling the truth. Little white lies evolve into dangerous white lies. Take, for instance, the election was stolen. I won the presidential election. Now, that's a dangerous white lie. That Donald J. Trump and all of his fucking cronies have vomited out on the United States and the rest of the world since the election. Newsflash. President Biden is the actual president of the United States in 2023. Fucking deal with it. My point being is this, that the privilege that comes with the embedded idea that little white lies cause no harm can quickly evolve into white fucking supremacy, especially here in the United States of America. White entitlement 
becomes white supremacy when that privilege is even more exploited than it already is, which we exploited ourselves. That's when it becomes a dangerous white lie. That's when you have motherfuckers trying to steal an actual fucking election, have an insurrection on January 6th, and still are functioning. That is white privilege. Because I guarantee to you that if January 6th was reverse roles, right? When if people of color were storming the fucking capital of the United States of America, every one of those motherfuckers would be dead or arrested by now. That's just the brutal fucking truth. But because it was a bunch of right-wing nutter-butters trying to blame it on people like myself and you, the listeners that are listening to this podcast, they don't like to take responsibility for shit. Especially if it's not successful. It was right-wing Proud Boys, it was right-wing Patriot Front, it was right-wing Oath Keepers, it was right-wing QAnon nutter fucking butters that were predominantly white storming the Capitol January 6th. That's what I call a dangerous fucking white lie. The dangerous white lie fueled their rage and their fucking treason. This dangerous white lie not only emboldens white supremacy, but it also gives them the goddamn fuel that they need to conduct their reign of terror in almost any way, shape, or fashion they fucking feel like it. Take, for instance, Ethan Meltzer. Ethan was a private in the U.S. Army as an airborne ranger. Ethan is also a self-proclaimed neo-Nazi. Ethan was deployed with his unit to an overseas base outside of the United States. And when he got there, he got in contact with a neo-Nazi satanic terrorist organization. Can't make this shit up. That goes by the Order of the Nine Angels. And he contacted them for one reason. He wanted to give them the schematics of his base so he could attack and murder his goddamn unit. Fortunately for everybody... Ethan's plan was thwarted, and he just got a 45 maximum military prison sentence. But that's what the dangerous white light does. It emboldens people like Ethan. It emboldens people like Miss Gorehound of the Terragram Network. Miss Gorehound, also known by her white Christian name, Dallas Humber, 33, of Sacramento, California, which I'll share why that's important in just a moment, is the embodiment of this dangerous white lie. For those of you who don't know who Dallas is, let me enlighten you. Dallas has become the English-speaking voiceover for just about every neo-Nazi, white supremacist documentary that's circling the interwebs as I fucking speak. Dallas is also known for her inspirational neo-Nazi art. And she is, get this, a Japanese neo-Nazi animator. Again, I can't make this shit up. But she creates these grotesque, horrific, full of sexual violence, blood anime, all focused around being a neo-Nazi. 
She's the embodiment of this dangerous white lie. And why am I telling you this? Because Dallas has also been linked of recent to white supremacy mass shooters, such as the shooter in Colorado Springs this last fall. And why am I telling you all of this? You're probably wondering. Because I think every anti-fascist in the Sacramento area and every anti-fascist in the surrounding area that can help the Sacramento anti-fascists should jam Dallas Humbert, 33 of Sacramento, California, the fuck up. We need to find where Dallas lives and protest there. We need to find where Dallas fucking works and protest there. We need to find where Dallas fucking hangs out and protest there. We need to be a presence in her life to say this is no longer fucking acceptable. And it's really easy to find Dallas. Humber, 33 of Sacramento, California. All you have to do is Google her name, which I will spell for you. D-A-L-L-A-S- H-U-M-B-E-R 33 Sacramento, California. I guarantee you will find her phone number and her address. We need to jam her existence the fuck up. Jam it up. Because that's what the dangerous white light does. It creates people like Dallas Humber, 33 of Sacramento, California. This dangerous white lie not only emboldens neo-Nazis like Ethan and Dallas and weird fucking people that put sheets on and like to burn shit in the forest and on people's lawns. This dangerous white lie also emboldens policymakers who have ties to white supremacy. Take, for instance, Tennessee. Tennessee just banned drag shows throughout the entire fucking state. You heard me correctly. It is illegal to have a drag show in the state of Tennessee now. And take, for instance, the policymakers of South Carolina. These motherfuckers are trying to make it not only illegal to have an abortion, but if you are found that you actually participated in an abortion as a woman, it could be a death sentence. Literally a death penalty conviction. What kind of fucking sense does that make? I mean, this is the same state that just gave a white man, Alec Murdoch, fucking life in prison for brutally murdering his wife and child in cold fucking blood. He gets life in prison. He didn't even get the fucking death penalty. In part is because his pigment is that of a sweaty miracle lip jar. If Alec Murdoch was any other color, his ass would have been sent to death fucking row. You have to realize the dangerous white lie is not just to oppress peoples of color. It's to preserve white survival. Why do you think every fucking city with any type of right-wing leaning is trying to ban transgender care? Trans anything care? Because here's a theory They want to save white babies. They want to continue the white race. And a lot of trans children are happen to be white or their parents happen to be white. I mean, take Florida. Florida wants to 
put a bill into law that will allow the state of Florida to go retrieve a child who's either going through transgender care in a different state or a related to somebody who's transgender in their family. And they were born in the state of Florida. The state of Florida is advocating legal fucking kidnapping. To steal children, specifically white children, from their trans families to make sure they reproduce more fucking white babies. The verbiage of this bill is eerily fucking reminiscent of the old runaway slave laws that allowed states and owners to go retrieve their fucking property. So if you're a trans child born in the state of Florida and you have moved out, they're trying to make it illegal that they can bring you back. That's not fucking acceptable to me. How is it to you? Because I am tired of living in the consequences of this dangerous white lie. I am tired of the mass shootings. I am tired of my friends and family, people of color, queer people, indigenous people, fearing for their fucking lives because of the dangerous white lie and the tantrums that it fucking causes. And if we, as descendants of white colonizers, in North America, which includes the U.S. and Canada, if we don't come to the realization that this dangerous white lie is due to, in part, for our lack of standing up for what's right. The only reason why people like Dallas and Ethan exist is because we allow them to. But if we don't come to the actual conclusion of the damage that this dangerous white lie has caused and continues to do, we will eventually become extinct. At least fucking irrelevant. And I don't see either one of those being a real bad fucking thing. But until we start joining the fight with our brothers and sisters in the margins, the damage of the dangerous white lie will fucking continue. We can't allow that to happen. And before we wrap this episode up, I want to give a huge shout out to the anti-fascist listeners in Canada. Thank you so much for being faithful to this podcast. Thank you for the work that you're doing. And if there's anything I can do to help your fight against fascism, whether it be in your province, city or country, just say the word and I will do whatever I can in my power to help you in your fight against fascism. I also want to give a huge shout out to the anti-fascists in Brazil that are listening to me. You all are crazy motherfuckers and I love you. In fact, if anybody wants another anti-fascist podcast to listen to and you understand Portuguese, I highly recommend the Antifa cast from Brazil. And that's Antifa cast like is in podcast. Just take the pod off put Antifa in front of it, and you'll find them. You'll find them on YouTube and on Instagram. Thank you again so much for tuning in to the Anti-Fascist Hour-ish podcast. Until next time, I'm your host, Original Sin. And remember, let us tread where there is fascism.